presented by Altria. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Tuesday, May 23rd, and the news driving the day is, yep, you probably guessed it, the debt ceiling. But before I get to that, a little scooplet in Playbook this morning. We got our hands on a new Nikki Haley memo that knocks Florida Governor Ron DeSantis just 24 hours before he's set to officially launch his presidential campaign. Nikki Haley's campaign manager is going to be sending out a memo to surrogates and allies today saying that DeSantis is essentially Trump without the drama. The document pushes back on this narrative out there that DeSantis is the credible Trump alternative that many Republicans are going to be looking for in 2024. Instead, she argues that DeSantis has just as much baggage as Trump. The campaign cites that DeSantis made it easier to sue the media, repelled some of his own Florida delegation members, passed a bill to hide his own travel records from the public, flip-flopped on entitlement reform, started a war with Disney that drove jobs from Florida, and has been pretty unwilling to shake hands with average Joe voters on a regular basis the way that Haley does. Now for the real news, the debt ceiling talks. President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy emerged from their debt ceiling huddle at the White House yesterday saying they made progress but acknowledging that they still have not landed a deal. And yes, we are now nine days from a potential default. And this comes despite top negotiators working through the night on Capitol Hill. Due to the lack of progress, we spend some time in playbook this morning asking a question a lot of lawmakers are frankly afraid to ask. What happens if Biden and McCarthy actually never come up with a deal? Yesterday afternoon and evening, I spent a number of hours working the phones, talking to top aides and lawmakers. There's basically four scenarios that we could see if these talks uh, fail to come to fruition. The first one and most likely one is a kick of the can. Yes, time is running out and Democrats and Republicans could potentially raise a debt ceiling for a couple of weeks, which would give negotiators a little more time to land an agreement. Both sides, of course, have publicly downplayed this possibility, but privately they're speculating that this might have to happen more and more. The reason for that is because leaders on both sides of the aisle agree that a default would actually be way worse for the economy, and so a delay or a kick of the can would actually be better, the thinking would go. Of course, there are complications with this plan. Number one, McCarthy allies have suggested that they won't raise the debt ceiling for free, even temporarily. They're going to ask for some sort of concession from the White House to even raise the debt ceiling for a couple of days. And if the White House balks, well, we're back right where we started. There's also something to be said about how Washington typically operates in these situations. It often takes a deadline like this to really force action on controversial matters. By kicking the can down the road, lawmakers are going to take the pressure off, and that could actually slow progress. So that is not necessarily an easy solution. Another possibility, the Senate's bipartisan gangs swoop in. For those of us who have been covering Congress for a long time, you know, we can say that a core group of moderate Senate Republicans and Democrats often try to swoop in to try to save the day. That has not happened, at least not yet. The senators who are typically at the center of action, think senators like Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, Susan Collins, Tom Tillis, Bill Cassidy, they have intentionally positioned themselves on the sidelines. And the reason is they're afraid to undercut their party's top negotiators. Republicans worry, for example, that if they start having bipartisan talks in the Senate, they will actually hurt McCarthy's negotiating strategy. 
You've heard McConnell say this over and over again. A deal has to be struck between McCarthy and Biden and McCarthy and Biden only. I can report this morning that some centrist Republicans are indeed talking privately and standing at the ready to swoop in when and if the situation should demand it. I was told last night that if there is no deal by next week, this whole dynamic could change and we could see the bipartisan gangs start to assemble again. There are actually several complications with this. Number one, the Senate isn't even in town right now. So how exactly is a Senate bipartisan gang going to save the day? We should also note how long bipartisan coalitions in the Senate typically take to come up with bipartisan frameworks. The Electoral Count Act, for instance, was a pretty simple measure that had plenty of agreement on both sides of the aisle, but it still took months and months for them to iron out a deal between both parties. They don't have that kind of time right now. There's also a question about who would actually be part of such a gang that would come in to save the day. I mean, the Senate has lost a lot of Republican dealmakers. Rob Portman, Roy Blunt, Pat Toomey, Richard Burr. These are all senators who have retired in recent years. And there's a question about who would fill their spot. So this morning, we'll say the prognosis of a Senate rescue plan would be unlikely, albeit not impossible. Number three, the problem solvers in the House solving problems. A lot of Democrats, we have reported on Playbook in recent weeks, have been privately speculating that if worse comes to worst, perhaps they can convince enough moderate Republicans in the House to raise the debt ceiling in return for some sort of outside commission to study how to cut spending and raise taxes in a way to actually cut the national debt. That idea has actually been endorsed by the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus, which does include more than two dozen GOP lawmakers. The problem is McCarthy is never going to endorse this plan. And without his blessing, Democrats would have to find five House Republicans to support this idea to make an end run around McCarthy through a discharge petition. As we've noted previously, that is politically very difficult for centrist Republicans. A lot of them are very close allies of McCarthy, making the possibility that they would break with him pretty unlikely. And even if the speaker gives them a wink and a nod to make a deal with Democrats, they would face enormous political blowback. The prognosis for this plan B, I'd say dream on. Last but not least, there's been a lot of talk lately about whether the White House could unilaterally raise the debt ceiling on its own. Progressives especially have been pointing to the Constitution's 14th Amendment to say that the White House actually has the power right now to continue paying the nation's bills, even if we bump up against the borrowing limit. But Biden and his cabinet have actually been pretty clear that that is not an easy solution either. That action would obviously be challenged in court and possibly languish, which means it won't prevent default. So it's not a surefire solution either. All told, these Plan Bs are looking pretty grim, which is only going to put pressure on these McCarthy talks in the coming days. We'll see if they can get it done. And for the rest of your schedule today, the Senate is out despite the debt ceiling drama. The House will meet at 10 a.m. and at noon is going to be voting on a resolution to overturn an EPA air pollution rule. For more on what's happening today and for more news, visit politico.com slash playbook. I'm Rachel Bade, and thanks for listening. We're moving in a new direction, moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, 
And our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com.